Well, welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Eric Patterson, EPAT. It has been a while. I'm happy to see your face. I'm happy to hear your voice. And uh, I'm excited about this. Yeah, the last time we talked, um, Spieth hadn't won since 2017. And Hideki <laughs> hadn't won since 2017. So it's been a while. But yeah, happy to be back. Who's it going to be this week that hasn't won since 2017? I think uh, I put out that tweet. I was like... Uh, you know, your winner of the Heritage, whoever hasn't won it since 2017. And I think the consensus was Russell Henley. Oh, okay. That hey, good spot for him. Hasn't won, you know, the time frame fits. I don't know what he's doing here on a Thursday, but that that could work. He's too but, under. He's too under, Epat. He was at four, so he's uh, oh. yeah, but he's he's lingering. Yeah. It is it's been one of those uh little runs of uh, resurgences. So I don't know. There's probably a few more guys coming this year that haven't won in a while, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, good little run of golf we're on. I was out at the Corn Ferry uh, this morning. Oh, yeah, how was that? Here in Vegas. Uh, I got to admit, so first of all, that's that's got to be the first live golf I've seen since. Tory Pines? Maybe. Um, maybe. Probably. Yeah, I mean, like it was, it's been a long, obviously a long time. So I was impressed with how, and maybe I shouldn't have been, how tour-like the Corn Ferry felt. I mean, there's scoreboards everywhere. They've got the grandstands up. They've got, it's like a regular tour. It, it, it was exactly like when I was at the Shriners on a Thursday and there was no one there. It was right. exactly the same thing. Like I was, I was pretty impressed with it. Golf's pretty much the exact same. Like it'd be hard to differentiate an average group on Corn Ferry as, as you would on the PGA tour. Just the, the prize money would be a lot different, but yeah. The, and there's, there's guys, I mean, um, David Lingmurth sighting, um, yeah, that's, Tommy, Tommy two gloves was out there Oh, a legend <laughs> in Vegas. I was like, careful, Tommy, careful. Um, yeah, it, it is. It, there were, there were some names out there, some up and coming guys, uh, Pendrith, Taylor Pendrith was out there. I mean, it was, it's, it's, I mean, the golf is so deep now, man. These guys are so good. It's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, I want to go check out that leaderboard now. But there is a like a eclectic group of people on the Corn Ferry Tour, like old guys, like yeah, Tommy Two Gloves. I would, I wish they came to Canada. I don't think they have a Canada event. We got the Canadian Tour, the McKenzie Tour up here that I've never checked out. But um, the Corn Ferry would be a fun one to go watch because you probably get right on top of the players. Like, there's oh yeah, no one out there. There's there's no one out there. There's barely any ropes out there. Um, yeah, you can stand wherever you want. So Davis Riley's up there. Tommy Ganey, Seamus Power. Oh, man. Uh, both of the woos, Brandon and Dylan. David Lingmurth's playing well. I mean, there was, it was, it was pretty fun. Uh, it was, the wind was howling, dude. Was it? it was like, uh, it was a three club wind minimum, and it was making some of these guys look foolish. And then I saw, so the other thing about, uh, so it's Paiute Resort. I think this is the first time they've held it there. I mean, it's in the middle of the desert. So, like, if you're just off the fairway, these guys are hitting out of the. I saw the greatest shot I've ever seen. This guy hit it out of the rocks, short sided from the green, got it to spin, nearly drained it. Like, like I don't know how these guys do it. They're amazing. They're so good. Yeah. yeah. So no, good. going to see live golf definitely changes. You don't see it all on the on TV just because they only show the, like the best shots, the recovery shots these guys can pull off. Just you know, jaw dropping, and yeah, you only really and get I to see it at live golf. And I just think I forgot because it's been so long, right? Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen these guys up close and personal. Like I knew it. Like last time, I probably said the same thing last time I saw live golf. It's like, holy crap, these guys are good. But I just forgot, which is nice. And yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we can go back to some more events in the in the coming future. Well, it might be a while for me. We were just talking about uh, Canada <laughs> struggling a little bit, but I'm sure you'll get out to a, a few, um, in, at least in the fall swing when they have the Shriners again and. Uh, maybe if the uh, Zozo, well, no, the CJ, CJ Cup might Cup. stay around. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, another event at Shadow Creek would be cool. I'd like to be like, oh yeah, flex the the media credentials there just to just walk around. I just, I just want to see the place. Um, I'll be at I'll be at the PGA Championship, which will be no way. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I've got the flights booked. Headed to Kiowa. Um, Is this like through be, work or through for pleasure? A little bit of both. Yeah. So basically, uh, the, they'll they'll get me a CBS will get me a get me a pass, uh, which will. But then I'll I'll work for it, right? So we're gonna do we're gonna do live first cuts after the rounds. It sounds like, and I'll probably do some um some hits for HQ live from the site, which will be wow, cool. Rick yeah. inside the ropes. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Obviously, although Kiowa is like it could not be a worse like. It's so hard to get to Kiowa Island. And I like, saw you tweeting about this. You were <laughs> looking up Airbnbs, maybe, and uh, I I guess yeah. Now you're you've. You've committed, you're going, but yeah, I can imagine it's a tough spot to get to. It's, kind it's of impossible. Remote. It's on an island. There's a bunch of islands around it. Yeah, it, the, the traffic seems like it's going to be a disaster, even with the limited number of fans. Uh, all every single Airbnb, every single hotel was it out as as they should be outrageously priced for that week. Uh, I had a very very generous listener uh, who offered me a spare room in his home, wow. and I I took him up on it. So. Um, that was that was my end. So that that's what kind of Do you know this listener. It. Hopefully you're not getting. Cast yeah, I, I'm hoping I'm not being murdered or anything in the process. <laughs> uh, I'll have to like send out like the address to I don't know, somebody I trust. If you go silent after, I'll know. I'll know who what happened. No, I trust him. He seems like a good guy. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I'll be. That's um, exciting. Damn, I'm third, very third, I'm very jealous. Third week of May or something like that. So it should be should be really cool. Uh, we just had another major championship the masters in the books hideki matsuyama gets it done we've talked a lot i listen a lot of oxygen is always spent on the masters a lot of oxygen was spent on hideki but you and i haven't haven't had an opportunity to chat i mean what was like the best like there was so much of this that was great is there one thing that kind of stands out to you whether it's the uh, you know, the, ja- the the Japan angle and the fact that he's going back to the Olympics, the fact that he's the first guy to ever do it, just like the most we've ever seen Hideki smile. Like, what what's the best part about all this? I think my favorite part of the entire Masters was just Hideki, like, fist pumping when he put his green jacket on on the it's 18th like green. Just, like, yeah. emotion you would never see out of what we like to refer to as a robot. So that was, I don't know, for me, I just couldn't stop smiling watching that. He was just so happy, and I think I threw that out there just, like, a universal language is that smile, that amount of joy. So that's the only, that was my favorite part and probably the lasting memory I'll take from it. And just seems, yeah, Hideki, a mystery man. A lot of people don't know much about him, but, um, you know, his, his game kind of speaks for himself and it's nice that he got one. And it, it makes a lot of sense that it was the Masters, just kind of looking back at it all. The record books will show it was a one-shot victory, uh, but it wasn't really that close, right? I think that he played... Very correctly, a bit of prevent defense coming down the stretch. You know, Xander made it uh, made it close for about three minutes from 15 to 16. That's when Hideki goes over the water on 15 or over the green on 15 into the water. Um, he, he Xander has to hit first on 16 and promptly plunks it in the lake. That's that was the that was the three minutes that this was an event. That was on, like at least on Sunday. One of the most disheartening shots. Everyone was getting geared up on Twitter for like, I didn't really want to see a decky choke, but I just wanted to see something tight, something close on the final few holes. And just 15 happened, and then 16, the anticipation was at an all-time high. Everyone was on the edge of their seat, and then just 
you saw it hit the bank and everyone you everyone probably collectively let out like worldwide just let out kind of like a moan just like damn i meant to go look back at that that might have been the only ball in the water on 16 all day long i I mean that water wasn't really in play on that hole it never really is and i (laughs) i think people have talked about that like people are trying to remember the last time it happened while someone was in contention on 16 and they had to go back to like Greg Norman in 96 or something might've put it in the water, but it's just like so rare to see that shot at that pin location. When you know, you have that much room over the green. It was um, yeah, it's frustrating, but Xander said, he said he, he hit a perfect shot. I don't know if you want to believe him or not, but um, yeah, it is what it is. I get the, the best player won, which is yeah. all it comes down to. Hideki won that tournament. I would say Saturday afternoon after the rain delay, um, he just separated himself from the field then and kind of gave himself that cushion that he could bogey a few holes coming in and, um, you know, did what it took. It was, uh, yeah, I, I think it was all worth it. Everything that happened, even though it was not that exciting on Sunday, that just the, to see him, how happy he was just made it all worth it for me. Yeah. Then he correctly plays out to the right on 16. He ends up three putting from there, but that's no problem. Really the worst shot he hit the absolute worst shot he hit probably over the final two days was. The 72nd hole, 18 fairway, middle of the fairway, wedge in hand, sprays it into the into the greenside bunker, which is like Hideki with a wedge in his hit. That was like the only bad shot he probably hit. All the other bogeys he made were almost like I could I could cut him some slack because of the position that he was in. He didn't want to take on the risk. He just saw what Xander did, all that stuff. Yeah, no, he uh he was he was special. I mean, that like I said, that Saturday afternoon after the rain delay just completely took advantage of a soaked course and was <laughs> Just went nuclear. It was unreal. I think I might because I was tracking JT. I wanted JT in the mix. They were both five under at the start of the delay, and there was a 10-shot swing from that point on, just how much he separated himself from what I thought was JT's best chance at winning a major. Or he a was coming, dude. He was coming. It was yeah. it JT was on the prowl. He did it. He he did the, he was awesome on Thursday. He was better on Friday, but he was taking he was throwing darts. He was doing the JT thing. He gets to that rain delay, which was Saturday, right? The rain delay was yeah. Saturday. Okay. He gets to that and just could never get it going. Makes a really ugly triple after that. But that was you're right, man. He was he was on the prowl. That felt like it was really close. I know it was, I was just Saturday. looking at the leaderboard. It was like I don't remember who exactly like Justin Rose is up there. Obviously Zalatoris Hideki, but like there was no, J- there was no DJ. There was no Rory. There was no Bryson. There was no, like all the other top guys. He, he JT was like neck and neck with Spieth. I just, it seemed like an event. The masters was his, if he really wanted to go get it and he could have done it Saturday afternoon, but just threw away shots and yeah, took himself out of contention for what I would say is the second um, masters in a row. He's just kind of let himself down on a Saturday. Uh, again, again, I was tracking him closely on it's Saturday in November too. kind of did the same thing. So, um, someone who's knocking on the door, I don't really know how we got on JT, but, um, it, it's fitting for like, uh, Hideki's been close a bunch, you know, JT's now been close a few times. So like Rom's been close a few times. You can see these guys all with green jackets that on them, you know, at, they're going to be a champion eventually in their career. Just a matter of when. The quote of the week came after uh, the third round from Hideki Matsuyama because Jim Nance asked him through his interpreter, uh, what did you do during that rain delay, during that weather delay? Because you came out, you know, like a bat out of hell. What what was he, six under in his last eight holes, something like that. He shoots a 65. And Hideki says, I sat in my car and looked at my cell phone, which is like, first of all, it's so good because like you wonder like, okay, like, so you're going through the translator. You wonder like what 
like, like that's, that's the most direct answer he could have given, right? Like other guys probably did the same thing, but if you asked JT that he would have said, I took an opportunity to get away from golf, just get my brain in somewhere else. So I didn't have to think about it. I could come back refreshed, but he would have given that answer. Hideki just says exactly what he was doing, which was unexpected and amazing. And Jim Nance was like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. The translator, I don't definitely doesn't help Hideki's personality. I don't think. I wonder how much gets filtered out from the translator to the from Hideki to the translator. But yeah, that is a that's a good quote. I mean, Hideki seems like the one of the most like kind of laid back, nonchalant, low key type person. Like we saw him after he won walking through the walking through the airport with the green jacket flung over over his arm over the seat, just like Hideki. He doesn't uh, live a lavish lifestyle, I don't think. Uh, so he's, yeah, he, he he might be a little more relatable than we might think. He, um, the other thing, I, I was thinking how hard it would be to be a translator because if the guy that you're translating for goes on a multiple sentence response and you have to, I, I would not be able to remember all of that. So I would end up just being like, I sat in my car and looked at my phone. Like that's yeah, what he said. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to cut some corners here. Yeah. No, it's uh apparently Hideki can speak English, but he, he maybe does this to stay away from the spotlight, which is, you know, power to him. We see it in baseball a bunch. Like I know here in Toronto, Edwin Encarnacion, he could speak uh I think I'm ninety-nine percent sure he can speak English, but he just pretended that he couldn't and just never really spoke to the media because he would need a translator. Just the, the, the guys from Dominican and whatnot, they, they just don't want to speak to the media. And if that, that's, if they can get away with it, that's good. Good for them. I've heard Hideki speak pretty decent English, like on hot mics or in person, but yeah, he doesn't really do it in interviews. And the other thing is I would have paid a lot of money. So after DJ puts the green jacket on Hideki, Hideki goes up there and he, he gives his thank you speech. He forgets to thank the members. Yeah, so his, his interpreter is like, no, 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 get, get back, back here. Like you have to specifically, <laughs> specifically thank them, which I thought was hilarious. And then he goes over and him and DJ are laughing about something. And I'm like, I would die to know what these two guys, these specific two guys are talking about in this moment, like it would have been so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what DJ and Hideki have in common other than being no. Masters champions. That's about yeah, it. We just we just found the first thing they have in common. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, to get those two guys laughing between something was, uh, yeah, definitely need to know what was said there. But uh, maybe, that, well, maybe we can ask DJ one day. Oh, man. That is awesome. Uh, so the one-shot victory over Will Zalatoris, who now, I mean, this is getting a little bit out of control because this guy is uh, clearly awesome. I mean, you remember six months ago, there were a lot of uh, a lot of us who were very bullish on him. And I even remember saying, wow, Data Golf actually has him as like the 27th ranked golfer in the world, like right now. And I was like, I remember saying that's pretty optimistic, but I think he's like a top 40, top 50 guy. Well, guess what? He's like the 27th ranked player in the world. And it's starting to stir up a lot of these issues, EPAT, because um, he is not a member of the PGA Tour. He does not have his full card, which means unless he wins a golf tournament between now and what? Wyndham, he will, or no, yeah, Wyndham, he will yeah, not Wyndham. be participating in the FedEx Cup playoffs. How nuts is that? Just the thought of, keeping a top 30 player on the world who is plays your schedule full-time. Um, I think he'd be 13th in the FedEx cup points if they were like keeping track of them. So if he won right now, he would be like top 10 in the FedEx cup standings. 
Like yes. he would get all those points accumulated for him. So currently the 13th best player on your tour, if you want to keep track based on FedEx Cups, and he just won't qualify for the postseason, which is, uh, yeah, I think uh, it definitely highlights just how kind of broken the whole system is. I know it takes, it only, it's, the only time this has ever happened is, is Zalatoris doing this after a pandemic. It's very weird and kind of um, unique. Uh, but at the same time, for it to happen and for the possibility of him to miss the playoff does show, in my opinion, that something needs to be changed because it could happen again. And potentially you're keeping um, guys down in the Corn Ferry Tour who could also be making a run on the PGA Tour. I just think there's like a trickle down effect here. Well, that's right. So we we to to tell this whole story, we actually have to go back to... I guess it basically be March of 2020 when the tour shuts down for 91 days. We've, we are in the middle of a pandemic and uh, the tour has to decide what to do with its members. And they are historically Eric, like, very like if you're a tp if you have your tour card it's kind of hard to lose it that's that's been the story over the years but what would normally happen is we would get a graduating class of 25 golfers from the corn ferry tour every single year that's that's the feeder system well for 2020 the tour said okay we're not going to take any cards away from the guys on the pga tour they did something i forget what it was they took like the top 10 guys on the corn ferry and gave them like special exemptions into some smaller, right. like six other events or whatever opposite field events, opposite field events for this year. And actually when we, when I had, I think it was Brandon Wu on this podcast, he was like, that's not even that good of a reward because in those six events, you would have to go so cr crazy hot on the PGA tour to earn enough points to get your special temporary membership. It would actually be better off to stay on the corn ferry and just ensure you get more corn ferry tour points so that you are part of the next 25 class. So it was like, they really didn't do much for the corn ferry guys during all of this. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. The, like these guys who get the special temporaries, they, they do run extremely hot when they're up here. They take advantage of one, one invite and then they're top tenning and then move on to the next year, like next event. That's what Zalatoris did. Not a lot of guys can do it, but when they do that, that does highlight the fact that there's something keep, there's a, the system in place right now keeps some of the best players that could be on the PGA tour in a lesser tour. This isn't just a COVID situation. I think it's happening before, like, even before, Zal you could argue Zalatoris should have been on the tour last year. Him and Davis Riley were lighting it up on the Corn Ferry Tour. They should have their full-time cards. But, um, you know, the, the 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 members of the tour like to protect themselves. And if you, yeah, if you have a long-standing relationship with the PJ Tour, you're bound to get more starts. And it just, it's it's so rare and unique for this for this tour. For like, for it's the only sport where this really happens. I was trying right. to think of like a, something similar. And the only thing I could really come up with was, in baseball when they expand the rosters in September, imagine instead of calling up young guys, imagine call it instead of calling up the next, you know, crop, maybe a guy from double a that you're, you're really excited about a pitcher or whatever you go back in time and you call up <laughs> retired players and not even the best retired players, but like the middling average guys, like this is what you see when um, like Carlos Franco plays in an event, or I don't know, somebody like I'm looking at this week, we got, Hunter Mahan, who hasn't been around, he hasn't really done much. Bo Van Pelt's in the field. Just like very middling, old, past, way past their prime. So if baseball did that, that would be an absolute joke if you had a bunch of 45-year-olds out there way past their prime playing games when you could have the next crop of guys coming up and potentially making an impact right away. 
This special temporary membership that Zalatoris has, it allows him to accept as many uh, unlimited sponsors invites as he would like. Now, that assumes that uh, you know, if no if no sponsor offers him an invite, he doesn't play any events. Now he is popular and very very good, so he's probably going to get as many starts as he would like. And the only way for him to get his tour card this year and participate in the FedEx Cup playoffs is to win a golf tournament. And he the the otherwise uh, EPAT he's 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 getting his card because he already has um, yeah. one thousand. So let's see. He has He's to get as many FedEx Cup points as the guy who finished 125 last year. So he's currently at 1,043 FedEx Cup points, which means he is like three times over the number he's going to actually need. 125 last year was Bo Hogue. He had 281. No, no. I'm looking at the wrong thing. But he's like got like, it was like 350 points. So he's got well more than he needs. But it's really a matter of, He's there's going to be probably millions of dollars that he is not going to earn this year because he's not going to be able to participate in the in the playoffs. Like if you're you yeah, sponsors can invite him, but the only sponsors that won't be able to are what the Northern Trust, BMW, and FedEx at the at the Tour Championship because you could assume he makes it that far. Yeah, I think I'm no sure FedEx would there. love to have a top 15 player in the world in their field and not right. really have this kind of cloud hanging over their event that they've created. I just it's, it seems like an easy solution. Like if you have enough points to qualify and you've played whatever fifteen times on the PGA Tour that season, you may, you're good for the playoffs, non-member or not. I think it's such an easy rules change, and it wouldn't ever impact. It wouldn't impact that many guys. No one would be able to like bend the official World Golf ranking points. You know, you could you could have like I don't know. You can't just go based on strictly on world ranking because there are guys who are top 50 in the world that never play on your PGA Tour. But if you do play 20 times on the PGA Tour, 15 times on the PGA Tour, you should be able to qualify for the playoffs. Yeah, or here's the rule. Uh, if you're a non-member and you have earned more points than the guy who is 125th in the FedEx Cup, so when we get to the Northern Trust, uh, you're you're in. We'll just expand the field to one. There's like it's gonna be one guy or two guys or three guys. Expand the field to 128, then cut it to 75 or whatever, like or 70. It's not that big a deal. Just throw them in. Yeah, and I think you. I think we've probably <laughs> talked about this before, but I don't even think 125 should get in. I think it should be narrower. Oh, yeah, you want but, it, you yeah. want it smaller. Yeah, <laughs> I want it smaller. Make them a little more prestigious. But yeah, that's that's. I think it's just such an easy fix, and maybe something they'll look at after this year. Just it's crazy to think that yeah everyone. Everyone's like, yeah, he'll get all the sponsors invites he wants, but he won't if he doesn't win come playoff time because he'll be sitting at home. If the playoffs started today, uh, Patrick Rogers would be the last man in. He has 226 FedEx Cup points. Zalatoris has 1,043, and Victor Perez has 234. So if you just added the non-members into this that don't have uh or that have more points than the guy in 125 our field would be 127 and that's what we would take to the northern trust like yeah prob it, problem solved there's a lot of <laughs> solutions but i don't think they'll get there this year it just it's crazy but for me personally for the for the for the sake of this conversation i, I hope zalatoris doesn't win i just want to see it kind of kind of crash and burn in that way i i yeah. if he wins then they'll be like yeah the, the system works perfectly but if he doesn't <laughs> You you want him to finish second in every event. You want him to be on the Ryder Cup team. You want oh, him yeah. to be the number three ranked player in the world and not be in the FedEx I want, Cup playoffs. I want him to be like number one in the race to Dubai, but not even qualify for the playoffs, for the PGA yeah. Tours playoffs.
that so, would yeah. expose that would expose the tour pretty badly if that happened. I mean, the, the European tour lets anyone in. Like Morikawa was over there trying to win the race to Dubai. He barely played in the European tour. So I don't know. I just it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I want to see. I wanted to see the extreme scenario play out where Zalatoris <laughs> doesn't make the playoffs, but you know, top ten player in the world. I'm pretty sure Morikawa's first like real on European soil event was the finals of the race to Dubai because he was one of the guys that, you know, like top five, if you win it, you win the whole thing. Like that was like the first event he played because he won the PGA championship. He played well at the WGC, stuff like that. So yeah, if if the European tour can make it happen, I'm pretty sure the PGA tour can figure it out. Yeah, no, that's uh maybe Zal Torres will go over and win the race to Dubai and just, and uh, pass on the FedEx cup. <laughs> Maybe, maybe we'll just stay there and just win everything over. He's he's so good, dude. By the way, like, he is. Like, outside of like the fact that this is the the PGA, like the FedEx Cup stuff, he's uh, unbelievably good at people. Are, like I I don't know who to compare him to or what kind of game he has, but um, like better Patrick Cantley. Like he seems so like same so kind of automatic. Obviously Cantley's not playing great right now, but just like. Hey. He hits it both ways. Like he's dead straight off the tee. His irons are really good and he can putt it well. It just seems like everything's everything's working. I, I don't see how he's not like a top 15 player for the next, I don't know, 15 years. He is big on the decade system, which is oh, yeah. Lou and Scott's kind of system for like risk and reward. It's why we saw him pull driver immediately every time he stepped on number three at Augusta National. He leans into the strokes gain stuff a lot, which I really, I really love, right? It's, you know, we, we are, our idea of what a good golf shot is, is very much skewed by what we see on TV. But if you look at the actual numbers, it's a lot different, right? Like when we, on Sunday, when you see a guy hit a wedge, to 21 feet and the announcer says oh man that's that's below average he's not going to be happy with that that's like well above average on the PGA yeah. tour that's like a yeah. great shot but we're only seeing the really good guys from the guys who are playing well so um i think all of our stuff is skewed and he really leans into the data and i love that about him just like pound greens and regulation hit just constant yeah fairways greens fairways greens low like you know take on the risk when you need it but obviously play safe at the same time take the big number out he's just so that just makes him so consistent, and that's why he's he doesn't win that much. It's kind of surprising that he only has one Corn Ferry yeah. Tour win, and he has like a boatload of top tens on the Corn Ferry Tour. So this could be like a maybe a little mini Finau situation developing. But I think he's <laughs> I think he's still you know he's a, he's be, he's probably better than Finau was at the, oh he's definitely better than Finau was at this age. He just uh, I, there's a lot to like. I, I'm excited to watch him you know for the rest of the season. The thing that I always think is crazy is he finds success. At every level he goes to? Every level and every type of course. course like, yeah, like yeah. okay, here here are some of his results. T6 at winged foot, okay? Next week, T8 at Punta Cana. Could those courses be any more different? Uh, you know, T5 at Shriners. That's a birdie fest. Uh, T7 at Torrey Pines. That's a very difficult golf course. T10 at API, Bay Hill. Very difficult. Runner up at the Masters. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's crazy to think about. Like to it, like Tory Pines U.S. Open coming up already has a decent showing at a U.S. Open. That seems like a spot for him too. It's and he's, I mean, you he could he could fit inside Bryce and Shambo. Like <laughs> Tw- no doubt, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to have like a twenty six waist. He probably weighs like one forty. Completely different. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's definitely one to watch. I'm excited. Uh, the other thing is, Go he's ahead. playing every course for the first time. Eric, every yeah. course. First time. That was, I will say one thing that irked, not irked me. It just, 
people made a huge deal of him coming runner up in his debut at the Masters. And, you know, in November, we saw a, someone make their debut and come second. And, you know, we were just like, oh, yeah, Sung Jay is really good. We know that. Move on. Now we're calling Zala Torres like super phenom. This kid can play anywhere. But I mean, Im's already done this. But I guess maybe the American angle is a, is an added factor. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Bryson, real quick before we get out of here. So he was supposed to play RBC Heritage this week. Oh, this is uh, fantastic. Stuff. Withdrawals on Monday. Little little photo gets tweeted out that um, Harbor Town went through the trouble of hoisting two cranes, two two huge. I, I guess they're cranes. I don't know what they are to cranes. hold up a tiny a tiny sliver of netting above the driving range. Which the current theory, net, yeah, like a net extension. Which, first of all, was not going to stop anything, right? That thing was so... It was very narrow. This looked so dangerous and so useless and so expensive all at the same time. I cannot believe it even got put into into action. I'm not... Yeah, I don't don't know who decided that was the play. Apparently, it cost like 20 grand plus plus all the workers to figure it out and do it. Like, I think to rent the cranes and whatever the net is like 20 grand, which... I mean, for for an event, it's probably not that much, but it does seem like a lot. Like this is a huge expense. But apparently, it wasn't just Bryson. I'll give him that. Like apparently, that net doesn't really contain anyone. So uh, obviously, Bryson not being there is, I don't know. He he was definitely the one of the major culprits for flying it over the <laughs> over the fence because that's like almost his goal when he goes to the driving range is to clear the fence on the other side. But yeah, that seems like a, a massive amount of work to just to contain some driving range shots yeah like what's the big deal or or just spend 20 like how much would it have cost to just put higher nets in i don't know probably more i don't know it just shows you balls. how far these guys are hitting it that the net at the end of which is probably already like 300 and something yards long doesn't contain these guys anymore and they're just flying it over and like what kind of a range i mean obviously they don't have the land but like i don't know you just hit right into the into the into the net and it falls down. Like what's, you're not really learning much, but maybe I guess because it's 300 yards away, you might be, but it just seems like a quite the scene. And I wish, you know, that I wish Bryson was there to just to overtake it, overtake the second net. Cause he would, uh, he would probably have bragged about it. <laughs> Definitely would have bragged about it. Uh, all right, Epat, before I get you out of here, anything else, any little nuggets, anything else fun that happened that we should chat on? I just I liked your nugget about uh, McElroy dropping outside the top what twelve for the first time since two thousand nine. Yeah, he's not. I 13. thought he was down. I thought he dropped in like two thousand seventeen, but it was only got to like eleven. Yeah, right. He has right. I thought so too. And when I started going back to the results, I was like, okay, here he gets to eleven. Probably a couple weeks later, but nope, he just never. He never got worse than like eleventh or twelfth. Thirteenth was his worst since he was ba- since basically he was like on his ascension um so nine he's like 20 years old then yeah that's crazy yeah it's it's really crazy he's um that's like tiger woods like car first car accident tiger that's the era that we're talking about that's like so long ago and i mean 13 12 not that big of a difference but does show that there's kind of the slump that he's in he hasn't won he hasn't won since the canadian open it's almost going to be two years 
mm-hmm. in June. Yeah, well, and that yeah, because right, because all those that's the two year rolling average. Those wins are falling off, and um, it, honestly, and it's gonna it's gonna keep going. It's gonna keep getting worse because guys are winning. There's so many good guys. His wins are falling off. I'd have to go look and see what else is about to fall off. Let me check this real quick. I mean, so, his his results before the COVID break. I think he had like seven top five worldwide finishes. Like he was, uh, he was uh, playing at a quite the level, number one in the world. And then that that shutdown came, and it's been gone. Dude. He's fallen off a cliff. That's definitely true. Here, his next month of results. So in a month, this is what's going to fall off, and this is a ton of points. A T five at Farmers, a T four at Riviera a runner-up at a WGC Mexico, a six that API and his win at the players are going to fall off in the next five weeks. That is like a ton of points. If he doesn't replace them. This could be like a 20th. He could drop down to, he could drop down a considerable amount. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's a curse because he has so much, he has so many great results that can fall off. So it's like a gift and a curse, but he is five weeks away from all of those, from five top sixes and a win at the players, which is like 80, 80 world golf ranking points uh, away from like, it's, it, yeah, it's going to get uglier if he doesn't do something here. I was going to say like a lot of the European guys this year have almost turned things around. Sergio Rose, uh, Mol- there's Molinari a few others. To an extent. Molinari's playing a bit better, but yeah. Just, and then, Rory, like Captain Captain Europe, there he's the, he might be the one struggling the most heading into the Ryder Cup. And we actually probably won't see him until. So he's probably not going to play Zurich, right? He's probably not going to play Vals, but will he will play Quail Hollow? Will he play Wells Fargo? Yeah, he, he. I think yeah. he committed to that already, but that's the next so, one on the list. So that's that's three weeks away. So before he even gets to tee it up again, he's going to lose three more top five. He's going to he might be a he might be the seventeenth or eighteenth ranked player by the time he tees it up again. Hopefully he figures it out. Maybe a trip back to Kiowa to get some good memories going. But I, I don't know what's going on with him. It's, it's uh, yeah, the fact that he that fact that he went and chased distance is one of the most baffling decisions. If that is the yeah. actual reason for his his demise over the last few months, it's um, the power of Bryson doesn't just expe- extend. Uh, you know, it's it's creeping in through all the other players. Second longest guy on the planet trying to chase distance. It's yeah, crazy, crazy it stuff. <laughs> Perfection. All righty, Pat. Uh, much appreciated as always. Good to see you. Good to chat with you. Um, but that'll do it. You can follow Eric on Twitter at EPAT Golf. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been 300 Yards to Unknown, and we'll catch you next time.